You're listening to The Rural Roundup, a show that rounds up the latest news in agriculture. I'm Kerry Hammond for the Farm Advisory Service. First up, Tiffany McTaggart brings us the roundup for the fortnight. Hello and welcome to Rural Roundup. My name is Tiffany McTaggart and I'll be bringing you the latest news in the rural sector. The sun is shining here today and the busy period on the farm is coming to an end with lambing and calving finishing, potatoes have been planted and crops are progressing quickly. The single application form deadline has been and gone so hope you all managed to get your form submitted. Remember you have until the 1st of June to make any amendments to your SAP without penalty providing it was previously received on or before the 16th of May. The Agri-Environmental Climate Scheme, or EECS scheme, deadline has passed. However, there are still some options which have not yet closed. If you miss the deadline, there will be further application rounds until 2024. If you're undertaking a new collaboration with five or more people, the deadline for applications is the 31st of May, so move quickly to get your application in. It must be a completely new collaborative project and not simply a continuation of one which has previously been funded through EECS. The project must include five or more 2022 round applications from ARPID registered businesses. Additionally, for standalone slurry applications, the deadline is the 24th of June. This is for people who currently have livestock on a slurry-based system and have not received funding for slurry storage in the 2007-2013 Scottish Rural Development Programme. There's also a targeted map on the Rural Payments website to see if you're in the targeted area. The Scottish Capital Grant Scheme has been announced by ARPID. This is a targeted application round for farmers, crofters and contractors. This round is targeting reducing emissions from slurry. Options available include floating lagoon store cover, fixed or floating slurry store covers, dribble bars at various working widths, flow rate monitor for slurry application, real-time inline nutrient analysis of slurry, shallow injection system, trailing shoe slurry system at various working widths. Remember, there's a requirement for a carbon audit to have been prepared within the last three years and nutrient management plans within the last five years at the point of application, so definitely worth looking to do. Applications close at midnight on the 1st of June. Even if you're not considering an application for slurry equipment, it is worth considering doing a carbon audit. Have a look on the Farm Advisory Service website and you can apply for funding to have your own carbon audit done. Not just a tick box exercise, but an opportunity to improve efficiency and lower emissions on your farm. Earlier this year, the Preparing for Sustainable Farming National Test Programme Track 1 was released and the portal went live on the 9th of May. When the new rural support regime is introduced, enhanced conditionality will be required for at least half for funding for farmers and crofters by 2025. As part of this conditionality, recipients of support are expected to deliver on targeted outcomes for biodiversity gain and low emissions reduction. Conditionality means that in the future, climate mitigation and how biodiversity is looked after and encouraged by businesses will be a condition businesses have to meet to receive agricultural support payments. There are two options currently being funded in the first phase of preparing for sustainable farming, 
that Scottish farmers, crofters and agricultural contractors can claim funding for. These two options are carbon audits and soil sampling and analysis. Any farm or croft with a business reference number and is rural payment and services online registered will be able to apply to receive a standard cost payment of £500 towards a carbon audit which needs to be aligned to the past 2050 standard providing the business has not had one in the past three years. The carbon audit must have recommendations from a Farm Business Advisor Accreditation Scheme for Scotland Advisor or FBAS as to actions they can take to reduce emissions. Any farm or croft with a business reference number and is Rural Payment and Services online registered will be able to apply to receive a standard cost payment of £500 towards a carbon audit which needs to be aligned to the PAS 2050 standard, providing the business has not had a carbon audit in the past three years. The carbon audit must have recommendations from an FBAS accredited advisor as to the actions they could take to reduce emissions. Moving on to soil sampling, land managers in Scotland claiming Region 1 land on the annual SAF form will be able to claim actual cost up to the calculated maximum value for their soil sampling. With the first claim, they will additionally be paid a standard cost payment to cover personal development. The aim of the option is to improve nutrient planning and nutrient management. This will encourage the best use of nutrients from inorganic and organic fertilisers. This includes slurry and farmyard manure by matching applications to crop requirement. It should thus reduce the loss of nutrients to the environment. Additional benefits are reducing diffuse pollution, emissions and improved carbon capture on farmland. One claim for soil sampling costs may be submitted annually and must be claimed on Region 1 land. The claimants are encouraged to soil sample their arable land and improved grassland off their farm. Recommended best practice is to soil sample at least 20% of Region 1 land annually. For this option, the maximum soil sampling allowance is based on your SAF application from the year of claim. To calculate your allowance, refer to your Region 1 BPS claimed area on your SAF. Divide the area by 5 to calculate 20% of your farmland and multiply the resultant area by £30. This will determine your maximum allowance. The soil test must include the pH level, phosphate, potash and carbon levels of your soil. Carbon tests can be done through loss on ignition or a dumbass test. There are slightly different allowances for businesses under 50 hectares of Region 1 claimed land, so have a look at the available guidance. See you again in a fortnight. Next up, we go to Robert Ramsey and George Chalmers and get their opinion on what's been happening in agriculture. Hi George, how are things up the road in Turriff today? They're fine Robert, how's things down in here with you? Yeah, same. We've down here, we're into a pretty broken spell of weather actually. So we are a lot of guys into first cut silage and just, you know, we're getting a, a really good day like today and then a big shower tomorrow. And it's just, it's a, a tricky season coming. That, eh, there's a lot of guys beginning to struggle a wee bit just with first cuts and things. But on the whole, mm. it's a growthy, lovely spring spell anyway. So Yeah, everything, everything in the last fortnight has really started rocketing. And it's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. It's good to see. Countryside's green again. Yeah, you know, it's, it's good, good and it's interesting actually to see, I mean, these 
again, first cut yields are through the roof this year at the moment. So it's um, nice to hear. We did worry about that fertilizer-wise yeah. and things where it was going to go. So up up here, we had a very cold spell in April, and I think grass growth was very slow to start with. So it's uh, it's it's good to hear that there's there's plenty plenty bulk now. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of bulk where there's not sheep. I would say my, my place at home, there's a, <laughs> we're still fairly tight just where there's been too many mouths. Yeah. It'll be interesting actually to think, you know, we had it's part, partly a consultancy and partly a counselling service we offer at this time of year. You know, we do uh, speak to a lot of farmers about a lot of issues and it'd be interesting to know actually what the general themes with you were. Obviously, in the north of the country, or down here in, in Ayrshire, we were... There's a lot of talk of fertilizer, a lot of talk of you know the future of the suckler cow and and where these systems are actually going to land up. Uh, and I just wondered whether is that similar up the road or a... fertilizer's been a big thing up here this year, um, all the way since well, since the prices started rising in the autumn. To be fair, most of the cereal growers they see the futures price rising, they're able to price their grain up at. Uh, unbelievable levels for this harvest i don't think too many people are too worried about this harvest now it's going to look after itself inputs have gone up fertilizer is much much more expensive than than previous years but the grain price is going to is going to more than compensate mm-hmm. um 2023 harvest 2023 though there's a bit of head scratching going on there um people have decisions to make certainly if they're growing winter crops um mm-hmm. You know, they'll be going in the ground and, well, I suppose the first of all seed rapes will be being sown in August. So that's only a good three months away. So there's there's decisions to be made regarding fertiliser, you know, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you see the, we're beginning to see in grassland systems down here, you can definitely see the people who've cut back and you can see the people who've invested the money. And, and I know in the crop world, it's probably even more acute if you do, cut the fat off these crops you do have mm. a significant impact in yield and mm-hmm. when prices are so high it's it's hard to it's hard to justify cutting you know cutting the thing back I the only I, worry I, I suppose i've got is i remember one one year in particular we finished combining on the on the 5th of november um terrible harvest really difficult you know really emotionally quite a difficult time to mm-hmm. to get through and that was when barley was 100 pound a ton you mm-hmm. know I just hope this year we get the harvest that if we get harvest like last year, um, you know, there's, there's potential for people to make a lot of money out there. And I, I genuinely hope for the whole industry's sake, that's that's where we get good yields of good stuff. You know, we had a bad spell of weather beginning of April. Uh, anything that was in the ground, it, some bits have struggled. I think most most farmers have probably got the odd beer bit. Um, percentage, it, it looks worse than it actually is. Percentage wise, it's probably not that significant. Um, but the crops have come away, and I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised this morning. Um, the, the spring barley it's it's tillering well. It's it's looking quite quite decent now. So yeah, here's hoping it would. And, and the winter crops, they look to have good potential as well. So here's hoping we do get a good harvest. Take advantage yeah. of the big prices. I spoke to a farmer down here saying uh, basically I commented that his uh, winter barley was looking a million dollars, and he said I wouldn't sell it for that. <laughs> What about the the capital grant scheme, the, the sustainable agriculture capital grant scheme? Are you getting much interest in that? Um, up in the northeast, up until fairly, we we would have quite a lot of beef producers, even have slurry, 
Um, quite a lot of them basically driven by you know buildings getting older and the NVZ rules and such like a lot of the slats and that have been ripped out. Um, we've still got the odd dairy in the northeast, not many. Um, and of course, we've got quite a few pig guys and such like. There's not a massive interest in this capital grand scheme this time. It's not like the last one in uh, August 2020. Um, we have had the odd inquiry, but that's that's pretty much it. I would imagine it's much more, uh, much more popular in your your area. Yeah. We're getting a, a bit of interest, you know, so it's very slurry focused. There's slurry store covers, there's dribble bars, injectors, uh, trailing shoes, good technology for slurry systems. And it's good to hear, to be honest, that the contractors are now being allowed in. So the, mm. the, a lot of slurry now is outsourced here that umbilicals will come in two or three big days and the whole job's done. So it's nice to hear that the the contractors actually been brought into that scheme mm-hmm. so that they can get a dribble bar or even a couple of dribble yeah. bars through it. And with that, you know, there's a, a lot of guys now have looked at their costs and, and realised that probably spreading their own slurries, time and money that would be better, mm-hmm. you know, better spent somewhere mm-hmm. else. So mm-hmm. um, there, there is interest. I've got quite a few on my desk. Um, not so much interest in covers. You know, there's a bit of people aren't quite sure yet whether the covering of stores is mm-hmm. it's obviously from an emissions perspective a, a, a good sound idea um, and like all things with emissions it makes economic sense you know if we can keep the emissions down we can keep the, the full nutrient value of the slurry in there but it's the practicalities of pumping it mixing it are we getting enough water in to actually manage it yeah. particularly to get it out through a dribble bar mm-hmm. um, so there's it'll be interesting to see I think that's a slower burn uh, and as like anything, as a, the market evolves, technology evolves with it. So I think over the next few years, we'll see an increasing number of covered stores and um, a development in that sector. But yeah. certainly at the moment for us, it's it's mostly dribble bars and um, mm-hmm. taking a step forward there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what about the, the, the latest announcement regarding soil sampling? Um, are you getting yeah, much interest in that? It's interesting. It's a... Uh, you know, again, nice to see a bit of funding heading heading into a world that probably the economics of the whole job was heading most people into. Anyway, we've done an awful lot of soil sampling this year and, and an awful lot of lime going on in Ayrshire, just as people understand or as people, you know, with the price of nitrogen more than doubling, yeah. Yeah. the importance of pH has never been more important. So, um, but nice to see, you know, that, that, a, that funding towards that's a, a big help for farmers and certainly some, something that I, I think everybody should get involved in or everybody that's meaning to be in the industry for the foreseeable future. It's a great opportunity to... It, it was strange, you know, even during IAC's time, there were people who said, oh, this is coming and um, it's going to pay up to £30 per hectare. And uh, some folk, it was like, oh, but we're already doing that. And it's like, well, but you're not going to get paid for doing it. You know, it's, there is a benefit there. It, mm-hmm. it, it is a good thing. If you're doing it already, then it's going to support you to continue doing it. It's, it is a good thing. The, um, the one for us is so the GPS, the emergence of the GPS soil sampling. You know, it's not it's not new technology, nope. but it's into grassland again. It's a lot of our arable guys are, are well GPS, but the grassland mm-hmm. world is is getting into there, uh, and it's probably an opportunity to take your conventional soil sample and make it into a gps type system and, mm-hmm. and get more value for the for the information we get back 
Yeah. I also remember seeing one, uh, it was a huge big field, and actually it had been four fields in the past. Mm-hmm. The four, once it was GPS, the four fields on the map were quite clear because yeah. they'd all been managed differently in the mm-hmm. past, different soil types. And, you know, if you had, if you had managed that field as a one, you'd have been a mile off. Yeah. You, yeah. you just Basically, it, it took the same amount of lime and P and K to correct all of the problem mm-hmm. as it would have done to deal with the average. But the field isn't average. You know, no. the patchy yeah. nature of the field meant that we could use the same amount of inputs, but apply them you're actually targeting it where it's needed yeah absolutely as opposed to just a blanket approach yeah as a, yeah. the other thing obviously in that scheme is a more carbon more funding for carbon audits you know it's another it's really a it's a crystal ball you know it's an insight into the future that i think there's no doubt now that to get funding in years to come we're going to have to do a carbon audit and, and engage in this and the sooner yeah. we do that but the sooner we get that baseline the sooner we get an understanding of where the business needs to go and I always try and frame it round about yes so Scottish government is interested in carbon and targets yeah. uh, and we should be interested in carbon and targets but as a farmer we should be more interested in money and the two things are the same you know keeping my priority is keeping my clients in their farm and financially viable mm-hmm. and to do that I need them to be you know, they need to be uh, financially efficient, which also makes them carbon efficient. So it's, a, mm-hmm. you know, it's great. And, and it's also good to see that that message is now well out there. And where at the start of the carbon auditing story, there was quite a lot of pushback and people that weren't keen. Most folk now are pretty accepting that that's, that's where we need to go. It's not just about a measurement. It's actually about... Um, looking at areas that you're either doing really well in or looking at areas that, you know, relative to your peers, you're not doing so well in. And also discussing why that's the case. You know, it could be simple soil type. It could be um, even small fields. Your your farm could be spread out over, you know, quite an area. Um, You know, it's it's having a, a good carbon audit or a, a, a bad carbon footprint or a good carbon footprint or being above or below the average, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a good or a bad business. There can be reasons for that. It, it's mm-hmm. about getting this original, getting this baseline. Mm-hmm. I remember doing a, a case study carbon audit, so we went into a bit of depth and we basically gave the farmer a, 10 different options of how he could make an improvement to his business. Mm-hmm. Nine out of those 10 things had a positive impact on cash flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the key point is, you know, yes, that's where regulations and policy is, but let's do it to keep in business and keep ahead of the curve. Yeah. You know, it's nice to see a positive investment in carbon stuff from Scottish government. You know, there's so much or there's been a lot of media stuff about farming and, and not just ruminants, not, you know, all farming systems mm-hmm. get really have been put through the mill with regard to their carbon credentials and we can't stop farming. We can change the way we do it, but we can't mm-hmm. stop doing it. So we do need this fundamental change in what we do. And it's nice to see some, perhaps light touch to start with, but it's nice to see some positive steps at yeah. this stage before we get to 20, 30, 40, 50, when we need to see these real massive changes having happened. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing to bear in mind, and certainly up here, there's been uh, grain groups and such like, you know, they've been very keen to get carbon carbon audits done in the past to provide them with carbon footprint because their buyers want, want to be able to say that 
you know, their their uh, suppliers are, you know, doing carbon audits. They are they are they're trying to do their bit, you know, for the environment. It's it, mm-hmm. it, it's almost a selling point, you know. And I, I think we've got a great chance just now, you know, engaging with our consumer. I think the worst thing we can do is lie to a consumer, mm-hmm. and the best thing we can do is get quality information to them. There's not a day goes past at the moment that the price of food, and and you know it's going to get worse. The, mm-hmm. the food inflation story has started. You know we we feel it as farmers at the production end of things very acutely at the moment, and it's trickling down into the supermarket shelf. Consumers are about to be very engaged in what we do, and they're going to. I, there's nothing happening just now that's a good thing. We can't frame the Ukraine story or anything as a as no. a positive. You know, it's a disaster. But as farmers, the need for local quality food production has never been greater, and we need to tell that story. And I think if we can add the carbon story to it, you know, what what an exciting opportunity to actually mm-hmm. you know cl- make climate sure change we're still here. it won't go away. The, the 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 climate change issue it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always going to come back to the forefront, and um, mm-hmm. I, you know, every industry, whether it's agriculture, manufacturing, what have you, it, it's all to face up to that. They've all to face up to it going forward. And and I think we can now tell our consumer that we're actually we've started. We're yeah. doing stuff yeah. as a whole, but a whole industry we are actually doing stuff. And there are other industries out there who are pretty sadly lacking with what what they've done. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go and glue myself to the road or go and no. protest and shout too much, but I do think farming has had a, a bit of a tough deal when it comes to criticism, and I, I think we do it, have it a... It is, yeah, it is seen, but yeah, you go outside, and like I said, it's a glorious day today, you go outside and you see the, you see the countryside, and, it, and it's looking wonderful, you know, and uh, our consumers and that, when they're driving about, they're going to see that, and they've got, you know, that that's farming, basically. That That is the, the farming landscape, really, that they're seeing. Yeah. And it's, um, what, it's what makes us us, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We're always busy at the Farm Advisory Service, bringing you timely information, useful resources, and hosting events and groups to help you to build your farming network. Sustainable Sheep Systems is back with another series of four webinars, this time focusing on grazing strategies through the seasons. In the first webinar, this Thursday, the 26th of May at 7.30pm, Daniel Stout and Poppy Freighter from SAC Consulting's Graze Up will take you through the key principles of grazing management to make the most of summer pasture whilst optimising you and lamb performance. I'm sure you've already booked your place for this year's Scott Sheep on the 1st of June, but if not, head to the Farm Advisory Service website and secure your place. It'll be a great day out for anyone with an interest in sheep and we'll cover all aspects of sheep production from husbandry, nutrition and health to marketing and the promotion of the finished product. Over the years, farmers have generally moved away from hay in favour of silage to be less dependent on a spell of good weather. However, with all input costs rising this year, Could it be a time to revisit hay? To help you to make that decision, there's a new article available on the Farm Advisory Service website. It's called Hay Instead of Silage. If you are considering your inputs, 
You might also want to read our article, Using Potatoes as an Alternative to Barley for Finishing Cattle. Potatoes are great for stimulating appetite and adding a bit of moisture to a ration, and they're well worth considering for finishing cattle to spin out homegrown barley stocks where these are running low. Find the link to both articles, the webinar, and the place to get tickets for Scott Sheep in the show notes below. In this episode, we asked Finlay Ross, an agricultural consultant at SAC Consulting, what's on your desk, Finlay? Hi there, my name is Finlay Ross. I'm an agricultural consultant in the Stirling office. Uh, I've been working for SEC for about 10 months now. Um, before that, I was working on potato and arable farms in Fife and Perthshire. And, uh, you know, my interest lies in those areas. It lies in potatoes and uh, and uh, arable cropping. What's my desk this week is mostly at the moment uh, it's pre uh, after Ajax roundups of getting everything squared away and finished in that but also during Ajax we've been speaking with clients and uh, looking forward to what their needs are for the year ahead uh, it's no uh, big surprise to say that carbon auditing is uh, certainly something that's uh, becoming more and more of a concern for farmers whether it's pressure from their suppliers or um or even just more themselves wanting to know where they are at their own farm. Uh, the SAGS grant is um, certainly something that people are interested in and want to apply in. Um, and also, I think, nutrient budgeting with recent fertiliser prices the way they are. I think uh, nutrient budgeting is getting pulled further, you know, sharper and sharper in focus. So we need to take as much of the volatility out of the market as we possibly can. And I think the way of doing that is to take the control of the things you have control in. The things you have control in are, can you do straw for dung with the the stock farmer next door? Can you do, you know, use your own slurry, your own dung that you produce? Can we use it better and then not be so reliant on these volatile markets? Um, so being able to do a nutrient budget, ideally the Rolls Royce would be to, you know, sample all the fields in the farm. But if not, if we've got three or four years worth of results, we could pull that together, get a liming plan and get a, you know, a real focus on what fields need what, what fields don't need what. And actually it might be that instead of buying a compound every year, we can just top up with nitrogen and TSP depending on the farm scenario. Um, So there are savings that can be made, um, certainly within a nutrient budget. Potatoes are quite a big part of uh, my passion. I very much enjoy uh, enjoyed potato farming and I'm very much enjoying and get involved with the SEC uh, potato team as well. Crops on a wider base, yes, yeah, certainly enjoy um, getting out and seeing some crops. Uh, myself and a few of other people in the SEC this year completed the FACS, FACS training, which was a really good thing to, to, to be able to get and very, very worthwhile course um, and very much enjoyed it. it FACS is the industry recognized award to be able to advise on fertilizers um, certainly it was a i really really enjoyed the course it was a challenging course no doubt about that but i maybe had some of the practical knowledge 
of doing the job, but some maybe the theory wasn't quite there. And it was fantastic to be able to bring the two together and then be able to, you know, advise farmers to say, well, you know, I know how you do it practically. And this is the theory behind it on, you know, the do's and the don'ts. So that was really, really valuable. I uh, really enjoyed it. And I would thoroughly advise anyone if they were thinking about doing any of these courses to go to go and do them. Um, I'm a bit of a, I guess, supposedly a bit of a nomad. I've I've moved about a bit uh, from Bankfoot in Persia originally. Um, went studied at Oatridge College and then worked in Fife for quite a few years and then um, moved back to Persia, back to the homeland, and then exiled myself back to Fife again. So um, sucker for punishment, it would seem. But uh, no, uh, apart from that, fun fact: big St Johnston fan. Um, enjoy going to the football at the weekends and um, well haven't enjoyed a lot of the football this this year but we'll not talk too much about that thank you for listening to this episode of the rural roundup if you like the show please follow or subscribe to make sure that you get notified every time a new episode is available please feel free to leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. And if you need to contact us, you can find all the details in the show notes below. If you're interested in having a look at any of the information sheets, webinars or events mentioned during this show, you'll find them all linked below too. Have a great day.